from the bustling outskirts of Washington, D.C. to the tropical Gulf Coast of sunny Florida, we bring you the Melly and Shanny Show. Welcome to the Melly and Shanny Show. I'm Shanny. And I'm Melly. And today is March 27th, 2022. It's been a minute since I know. we have chatted, but ah, here we are. Here we are. I know, it's been Gosh, such a long time. Just... What's been happening? I know, I feel like we're just busy moms trying to just make it make it through life day to day and uh, yeah, yeah I know you had a big a big project do at work and that's finally over so you feel better about that yeah woo woo I know celebration woo woo the time really flies and so much has happened since we last uh chatted so I know it's been a couple weeks and we're sorry that we have kept you fans waiting um with bated breath on the edge of your seats but we've been behind a little bit with life so um we're back we're back at it woohoo we're back so what's on tap for today what all right um well i have prepared two topics to discuss and i know you have something up your sleeve as well so yeah um yeah I do. I, what does your topic fall under? Um, probably clown. Again? Okay. So, I don't know. Do, do you, you want to do one? Yeah, why don't we one and, and then you do one and then I'll do one. Okay. Sure. All right. Let's enter our squirrel talk segment. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so squirrel talk. Now, I know you're in Virginia, Mel, but um, in Florida, it's been big news that the governor recently just signed into a bill that the FSA testing is going away. And I don't know if you're familiar, but that is our Florida standardized testing that we've had forever. And, um, And obviously... That is near and dear to my heart for uh, all public education people out there. But what the bill is going to do is eliminate FSA testing. The last test that's going to be administered is going to be this spring, 2022. And what it's going to shift to is is going to be changing to the acronym FAST, which Mm -hmm. stands for Florida Assessment Student Thinking. And it's going to be given three times a year, almost like Mm -hmm. a progress monitoring rather than like this big, massive test that takes weeks and hours out of this instructional time. It's only going to take a few days versus not days. Like it's going to take hours out of the day instead of like full school days. So I I think, I mean, for one, I, I think it's a great thing. But I I just want to quote something that Governor DeSantis said really quick. Today, we come not to praise FSA, but to bury it. 
And I'm like, mm. yeah, love him. I love that man. Uh, right. So, um, and I, I know you them. homeschool your kids, but what are your thoughts on, on standardized testing? I mean, yeah, we have standardized testing that the kids have to pass regardless of homeschool or not. Um, so like Levi has to take a standardized test for language and math at the end of every year just oh. to formalize. Yeah. Now, to formalize. Is, is that like a, is that like a national based thing or is that based on what state you live in? How does that, or is that just the curriculum yeah. that you use? No, it's not the curriculum we use. It's a standard. It's a, um, state school thing. Yeah. Standard. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's not a home. Well, I don't, I think it's just, you, you have to like pick a certain test from like across a couple, you know, several different places you can pick from. Um, and you can just order the test from home from a certain company that's, that you're allowed to, to take it from. And then you order it into your home and then they take it and you send those scores to this, your city, um, education department. So, yeah, so it's, it's simple, but it's a state standard. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, so I, I feel like this is a really progressive move for the state, uh, at least in my opinion, because uh, it's already bad enough that, yeah, they're, they're, he's doing away with it. So they uh, won't have to take any tests to confirm that they've passed um, or failed a grade? Well, it, it's just changing to a progress monitoring style, which, so I'm sure they're going to translate that somehow to be able to progress a child to the next grade level and they have Mm -hmm. to meet certain benchmarks or whatever, uh, but it's going to be scored differently. Whereas Mm -hmm. now every student in the state takes the same style of standardized test and then it's, it's scored against every other student in the state which then as a whole, I believe is how we then are measured by other states. And so on the rankings mm-hmm. of where certain states fall on, on the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I just, sometimes people want to take that away because they don't want to show the true fruits of like what's happening at school. Like they don't want to show that yeah. kids yeah. aren't doing well, but yeah. I don't know. At the same time, every kid learns differently. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel too that like so many kids are excellent in so many other ways and that maybe standardized testing they're not, is their weak point. And I don't know about you, but I still get nervous taking tests. And Oh, me too. Uh, I, I have test anxiety, severe. And so I think it's, it's great that it's moving to this kind of a model because I know I, I, don't, I don't do well alleviate. Tests a lot of test anxiety. I feel like a lot of students struggle with that. So I do too. Um, it's interesting because when I switched programs this year from last year to a different homeschooling regimen, my husband was like, well, how are you going to test hit what he's learned? And I was not planning to really. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I was going to like, like verbally test him. Um, and not like a formal handwritten test, but I ended up making some of my own, which has worked well. He's big on testing. 
and making sure that mm. the students are up to par. But I'm just, I don't know. I go back and forth. I mean, I think as long as you can tell as a teacher or a parent, like how they're doing by asking them questions and like reviewing work and going over stuff in the class, I don't think it's a huge deal. For sure. I mean, recollection of information is huge. If you comprehend something and are able to recall back what it is that you learned. Yeah, that that's huge. But on standardized testing, it's, it's tough because you got a lot of the questions are multiple choice uh, style or there's a black Mm -hmm. and white answer. And sometimes students are really struggle with that. So it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was excited about that. I don't, uh, I don't really know. Cause I, I haven't really chatted with a lot of other, uh, people in the education sector that, uh, what their thoughts on this, but I am definitely for it. I'm a huge fan because of my own child in grade school, but well, I'm not sure where other teachers also- really stand on it. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I mean, I think also it it falls into the category of like, do, how, you know, what are we trying to accomplish with our children? Like, what's the goal? Are mm-hmm. we trying to get them to have good grades? Are we trying to get them to be good people? You know, I mean, yeah. I don't care if my kid gets 100 on a test. I just want to make sure that he has good manners and is respectful, you know, to people and yeah. has good ethics and morals. So and and even with college and stuff i mean i'm not even 100% sold that he needs to go to college or that everyone does that you mm-hmm. i mean you can learn a trade there's 100% yeah i totally agree it's not for everybody and a lot it's of not, people i think we grew up thinking that like that's what we had to do and yeah. it's just like that was the only way you could be successful is if you had some kind of a collegiate degree Exactly. I heard Charlie Kirk say one, the other recently, um, that unless you know specifically what you want to do, then don't go to college yet. Like, unless Mm -hmm. you know you want to be a teacher or a doctor or whatever, specifically, don't do it. You're going to waste money Mm -hmm. and time. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what clown world segment do we have to share? I'm excited. (laughs) Clown clown world begins. Um, So the thing I wanted to bring up was a couple of things under sort of the same bracket. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm pretty familiar with the one because I know we were taking some notes earlier together in our little shared thing. And I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. So I know everything is becoming woke and just political theater. It's it's ridiculous. But the first thing is that um, I came across this article from the Gateway Pundit, actually, and I love the Gateway Pundit. I don't know if you've heard of them or follow them, but they're great. Mm -hmm. Um, They put out this article about Disney Pixar restoring a gay kissing scene in the upcoming Toy Story prequel of of the movie Lightyear. I didn't even know there was a movie called Lightyear coming out. Did you? Nope. 
Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. Um, But so apparently they got a lot of pushback. Disney and Pixar got a lot of pushback from, um, from some of their employees. And they, they were saying that they um, did not include like enough. um, Where was the quote? Oh, it didn't include Oh, sorry, I missed the freaking quote. Um, They censored overtly gay affection content for children. And that was their stance. They were like, you know, Disney needs to have more of this in their films. They need to stop censoring it. And so now they reinstated the kissing scene, which I think is between two women in the movie. I didn't see it. I haven't. I saw the preview of the movie, which doesn't include that. But apparently it's between two women. So. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. gross to me. What are your thoughts? Um, well, being as that I don't know much about the movie, I <laughs> can't really speak to it. However, um, seeing that, like, just looking at our note, um, uh, yeah, of the Instagram it's- post. Yes, it's like. It's just everywhere. And I'm seeing even people that I know share and reshare. And I'm just like, wait, what? Uh, to all who come yeah. to this happy well, place, welcome. And there's like 17 different colors on the Disney, um, you know, Mickey Mouse ears. Mm-hmm. And committed to creating experiences that support family for every family. And we're not. And, and it's just well, so- like, and wait a minute. Also, LGBTQQIA. What is QIA? I don't even know what those what that stands for. <laughs> I, I don't either. And we and but we joke. So, well, the thing that's so backwards is that these movies and these places. So, to your point about the Instagram Disney post, these are supposed to be happy places where children are. And if we're letting in this gross corruption and perversion into these places, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, how then how it's is no safe longer for safe kids? for children. Exactly. It's no longer safe for children. So the Instagram post that you referenced, which is the other note that I had in relation to Disney, was that they were set, that they put out this statement the other day saying that they've opposed any legislation which bans or prohibits LGBTQ, you know, um, information or or you know, uh, mm-hmm. stuff within the company. So. It's basically saying that they disagree with the DeSantis bill because uh-huh. that's what they're, that's essentially what they're saying is they're referring to that legislation, which is the don't say gay bill. Uh-huh. And there's, you know, and it's, which it's just, I mean, if you actually read the legislation, it never even says that word in there. That's just, what the, that's just what everyone has um, like kind of dubbed it as because that's it, right. what people that don't agree with it want to call it. If you've read yeah. anything about it. Yeah, I have. I heard that, that it didn't even say the word gay. And I saw DeSantis say that in one of his press conferences. He was it, like, it, it doesn't even have the word in it. The bottom line is sex education shouldn't be taught to kids under the age of five in a public school setting. It's to be said at home to um, by by a parent. I thought it was through K-3. K through no, three, I think right? It was K, I think it was kids under the age of second grade and under is, is what. Oh, I thought it was third grade and under. Okay. Still, maybe, that's still not high enough. Okay. So third grade. Sorry. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's third I'm, grade and under, but anyway, it, regardless, 
it's sick. Okay, so that's like age seven, eight, and and younger, which it really is sick. And um, it's funny and if you need a law to tell you that, son, then who are you? And my son and I even watched a movie recently um, on. So we have Disney Plus just to watch some of the Star Wars shows that we like, but really that's the only reason we have it. And um, we watched something recently. Oh, it's called um, Come Red Tur- Panda something. Uh, yes. I forget. Yes. What? Yes. What? Did you turning hear about red. That? Turning yes, red. Turning red. And I had no freaking idea what it was about until neither. almost three quarters of the way into the movie. And I'm like seeing all these mixed messages. I, ha- I felt I, like a horrible mom after I let the kids watch it. Me, I was like, me too. what? Me too, because I didn't even realize, and I had a group chat going with my family, and they're like, you know what that's about, right? And I'm like, what? Um, mm-hmm. And so, meanwhile, I feel like a complete, like you said, like a horrible mom, a complete idiot that I even allowed that to be shown Same. in my home. Um but you know how much I love pandas. And I innocently was just like, oh, it's about pandas. Mm." Um, Well, somebody told me it was PG-13 and it's not, it's PG, which I think is gross. I think it should um, be mm PG-13. But even still, I mean, I let my son watch PG-13 sometimes, who's 10, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have let my other son who's younger than that watch it had Mm -hmm. i known i should have been more Mm -hmm. responsible and looking it up but yeah i mean but honestly how much research do we do on any movie that we go and watch so it's like i guess we can't be disney okay you think it's a kid's movie it should be safe well apparently not yep and now with this recent statement they put out it's like i guess you can't really trust anything about what's coming out and also because did you did you also hear that like over 200 disney employees were arrested for child pornography and sex trafficking involvement so you've got you've got that all mixed in with this too so it makes it even crazier but it's the happiest place on earth so (laughs) yeah for pedophiles and maybe um really sick people gay uh the whole gay industry well and we're supposed to go there soon and so i'm like i don't even want to go you know i don't want to go and give money to that place yeah i know that's how i feel (sighs) anyway so that was my two cents from the clown world segment it's definitely not the Disney that Walt envisioned, I don't think, when he created the uh I don't know. He might have been corrupt park. as well, girl. I don't know. But uh, um Anywho, moving right along. So you had something else, moving right? Moving right along. I, I do. Now I don't know if you heard of this, but um Okay, so this happened in New Orleans recently. Now, I don't have the actual date written down here, but um, it was a carjacking. Does that Mm -hmm. ring any bells? Um, No, other than the notes that I saw. Okay. Now, okay. Uh, So carjackings are up in this country by uh, 
I don't have the percentage, but it's, it's by a lot. Uh, and this particular story for teens, uh, ended up carjacking a 73 year old woman who was just getting into her car after she was leaving a store. Now they, they proceeded to, uh, like drive away while she was still strapped in the car. And so her body was hanging out of the car and her arm was ripped off because it was stuck in the seatbelt. And, uh, and these were black girls, right? Yeah, uh, four black teens and three of which were female, which I find just horrific. Well, yeah, uh, and but you don't, you won't hear that in the news. No, and that's that's the thing. It's it's being buried by the media because, of course, it's a it's a black on white, and oh, we can't talk about mm-hmm. that. Uh, and if they were white, though, you'd hear about it. And she was black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a seventy-three-year-old white woman who was dragged to death to her death because she bled out before the ambulance made it there uh because her mom got ripped off yeah uh that's atrocious it really is so um but i did want to mention yeah that four so there was four teens three of which were female and they were all under the age of 17 in between the ages of 15 to 17 so what is happening to our youth in America? I don't know. They're they're losing their minds. And you I, know, I know it, a it, lot it, of Yeah. And it's not just teens. I'm sure everybody is is really grasping at like hope and people are depressed and they're anxious and and just life isn't what it was when when we were teens, that's for sure. We know that, but there's like absolute godlessness in this country and it's so wicked and there's no moral compass at all. And how this is just one small thing that happened that, that is just being buried, shoved under the rug. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with, I'd, I'd have to wonder how many of those girls had fathers around Mm. Because yep. that's a huge part of it, you know, yep. so many fathers. It's funny you said that because that's huge. That's huge. There's so many, there's so many, um, yeah, fatherless homes for one and, um, women that have children out of wedlock and it's not like it's their fault, but there's the, the family unit is gone. And it is. And that's nuclear family is declining, sadly, to this destruction in the country. Yeah, it so. is. It's so sad. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. And the church also, you know, I think plays a role. I mean, we've got to step up and share, share the gospel and share the truth and talk about this stuff and encourage dads and fathers and grown men Mm -hmm. to take responsibility and foster, you know, this type of behavior, good moral behavior in young, young men, because they're Mm going to have to grow up and make decisions and raise families themselves. So we've got to, as a church, we have to step up, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and talk more about these topics. Yeah. 
I, I think definitely because there has to be some sort of guidance. And if it's not happening in the home, people need somewhere to, 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 to look and to go. And obviously the Bible is our instruction manual for this life. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you and is. I were and... blessed with great home lives, but for those of out there that are listening that, that don't, or maybe went through a tough upbringing, that's yeah. where you can always turn. So, and I still find myself obviously because uh, turning to that as, as a model, because as you know, in my adult life, I didn't have a fairy tale experience myself. So mm-hmm. I still sometimes feel like, uh, where do I go? Where do I turn? Because I'm, I'm lucky that, Oh, my, my son has a great, he does have an active father in his life and he's very, mm-hmm. very involved. So I'm lucky in that regard. At least I did, I, you know, don't have somebody that just was like, see ya. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. uh, and both of us have a, a faith background and a, a biblical home that we raise our son in when he goes back and forth. So I'm lucky in that, but still scares me because oh, I know. God has entrusted and, our children to us. And it's, it's, it feels like the biggest responsibility. I know my son was away this past weekend last night for, uh, just a, um, a ranger's camp out like a boy boy scout type thing and he was mm-hmm. only gone for one night and i missed him like crazy you know um mm-hmm. and i don't know what that has to do with anything i guess but just that you know it's so important that we show our kids love and, and that they feel like their home is safe you know to come well come yeah i think what it does have to deal with is the fact that in just not too many years from now he'll be he'll be out of your hands and into the world's hands and you just have to pray that 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 we have done everything we can in the home to prepare them for the evils in this world because let's face it well and evil influence than there is good in this world now and it's just that's i mean you're lucky in the fact you homeschool your kids so they don't get as much evil influence as my child has (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, there's a part that they've got to, they do have to have some reality checks. I mean, they're, they're going to have to learn about the real world eventually, you know, and that's why we try to do things outside the house too, so that we're not just sitting mm-hmm. in our hole in our little yeah. bubbles. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember getting old here. Um, right. Something Mom about brain all the time. Oh, I'm like, I have 90 things running through my head all the time. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Oh, I know. Somebody had told me, and this is getting off tangent a little bit. Um, We kind of like morphed into something else here, but somebody. Morphing into squirrel talk. Morphing into squirrel talk. Uh, Somebody told me once that you've got 18 summers with your kids, you know, and well, 18 summers, but 18 years. But think about it in summer terms, you know, like that's only 18 summers that they're, they're your responsibility. So if you take that into 18 years, which everybody knows, it's basically you've got 18 years to do what you need to do to equip them to, to take on the world. Mm-hmm. And if they're in school, 
public school or other school, not under your supervision all day, like you've got even less time. So yeah, because you have to undo all the bad habits that they have learned three quarters of the year. I know. And well, and not even bad habits, but I mean, more like indoctrination of things that just totally go against the Bible. Yep. And I can't tell you how many people my biggest fear yeah, I mean, how many kids I know from like my church or wherever that are were raised in Christian homes and then they went off to secular schools and now they're not walking with the Lord. And mm. it's heartbreaking to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so. <sighs> I know. I always have felt even I, I'm like, I'm so thankful for Southeastern, even though part of it was tough at times and I had my. Or too I had easy. my struggles there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like as far as a spiritual foundation, it was such a great environment. And mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like, oh, there's so much spiritual guidance there and amazing professors mm-hmm. and... Uh, well, and, and I mean, friends, I, we uh, met yeah, each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm still in touch with people that I was in FX with and... I'm just yeah. like, gosh, we had some great times and uh, did a mm-hmm. lot of missions trips together. And, oh, uh, gosh, like we used to go and play in prisons. Do you remember that? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we we yeah. went to like the prison there in Polk County and played and, uh, and like played <laughs> yeah. in the park and just so many cool things. And I'm just like, man, those were the days. Those were the days. Were, like we were living out our faith boldly and I just didn't even care. And I know. now I, know. I feel like is my faith as strong as it once was when I was like a youth or am I almost a little bit more timid now because I feel like I have to be to protect my son and my uh, my home or I, I don't know. It's almost like but then I'm like okay I can't live in fear because Christ calls us to be bold. So I know, but we should fear the Lord. I mean, yeah. One of my, I mean, my favorite part of Southeastern was Dr. Rutland for sure. And I don't think I would go, go back again if I had to do it. Cause if if he wasn't there, cause he made that season of Southeastern Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's, it sinks too, because I think back and I'm like, I did not want to get up for freaking chapel, but (laughs) now I'm like, Man, I should have soaked up every last chapel service there was. Oh my gosh, I was the back row, man. Every single time, I was, I was like, scanned late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Well, we're about to hit oh thirty minutes here, so um, yeah. maybe we should start wrapping it up. All right. Yeah. Well, this was a good, almost kind of. I don't want to say depressing, but huh, heavy. It was heavy. Heavy, it was heavy episode, but and you know, I feel like it's only getting heavier. We have to face these things and be able to talk through them, and I think it's good. It's good. Yeah, I do too. We have to. We've now is the time. The world is, the world is chaotic right now, and we need to share the truth. That's the whole purpose of this, right? Is to share the mm-hmm. truth. That's it. So and so, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.